Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Big weekend ahead of us in football, also, of course, in the NBA and college basketball. And no doubt this weekend, crucial for a lot of people in fantasy football as well as we approach week 10. Here are our headlines as we begin this hour, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central, here on the 12th of November, 2021, closing in on Thanksgiving Day pretty soon, less than two weeks away. Number four, Villanova at number two, UCLA tonight in college hoops. That, of course, is a huge game. Cincinnati, the number five team in the country, We'll travel to South Florida tonight in Tampa to take on uh, college football action here. Cincinnati, a huge favorite, should not be a surprise. And they've been covering a lot of these big spreads, too, usually favored by about 20. Bulls-Warriors headline tonight's 11-game slate in the NBA. Warriors right now about a five-point favorite. And uh, Bull center Nikola Vucevic testing positive for COVID. So clearly he will not be in this game tonight. The story of the NBA thus far this season, without a doubt, has been the hot start for the Golden State Warriors as they have had a tremendous run in the month of October, even into November. Their head coach, Steve Kerr, talking yesterday about what is up next after this great start. I don't think anybody's getting too cocky. You know, I, th- I think um, we're aware the schedule's been kind to us to this point. We, uh, we know it's going to get a lot tougher. Draymond mentioned it to the team the other day. Um, and the veterans who have been around know that um, – you know, there, there's turbulence coming. There always is in an NBA season um, at some point. So uh, we'll, we'll be prepared for that when it comes. But um, you, you just ride the, ride the wave while you're on it, and then uh, you move on, you know, accordingly, depending on what happens next. Curry, without a doubt, is showing how important he is to the Warriors, Davis, even without Klay Thompson. Uh, they're off to that great start. And after he said that, I went back and did look at the schedule. He is right. I mean, it's it's kind of been favorable to them to a degree. Uh, Chicago Bulls have been playing a very good basketball, without a doubt. I think you said yesterday on the show that you were going to be the bucket of water on the Bulls this season, I think. Uh, what do you make of this game tonight where Golden State five-and-a-half-point favorites? I mean, it's a very bad spot for the Bulls because they they don't have Nikola Vucevic, so they're they're down one of their their primary scorers. Zach Levine um, and and Lonzo Ball are going to have to do lot and and Demar, you know, they're going to have to do lots of scoring for this game to remain close. I you you could say maybe it impacts them positively because they won't have Vucevic out there as you know that that big tree who's like not even a good defensive center to begin with, but then his defensive liabilities become even more glaring against a team like the Warriors that loves to run and that loves to to space the floor. But, yeah, I mean, it's just very hard for for mediocre to bad defensive teams to win in the NBA regardless. So I, I really uh, – I think the Warriors probably handle business. But th- this Curry store, I mean, he's MVP favorite. We – like, people were writing Curry off. Like, like the Warriors were going to go back to being, you know, another anonymous franchise 
in the NBA, and he he really has been that good, which is I I've always loved Steph Curry. I'm not a Warriors fan, but it is it's just always fun to see him when he's in his element. All right, we got Joe Pizapia coming up, and then we're going to hear from Alex Anthopoulos replay the interview. Then we got fantasy or reality. We don't talk a lot of college football here on the show because it's not a ton. There isn't a ton of fantasy relevance. But Davis, this weekend. I mean, and every weekend, you're Oklahoma Sooners. We see Cincinnati tonight. You'll be pulling for them to lose. You need a loss for Cincinnati eventually. I think you need a Notre Dame loss too. Uh, but you really need your Sooners this weekend uh, to take care of Baylor in a big way. And by the way, these games cannot be close. It's very obvious at this point. They're looking for more out of your guys. Yeah, I mean, my my Sooners, like, I, I've, I've been saying it since, since Caleb Williams took over. They're going to go undefeated. Uh, they, they might not get there on style points. Like, you know, they struggled with Kansas. They they struggled with Texas, right? I mean, they would have lost that game had Spencer Rattler not been benched for Caleb Williams. So there there, there certainly is an element of, of that going on. But they uh, they are reaping the benefits for, for one of the last times of playing in a very weak Big 12. I mean, even the Big 10 has been more, uh, you know, competitive than uh, – than the big 12 and you know that is their it is their birthright right now you know the way college football works unless notre dame or someone like cincinnati is really that impressive the oklahoma sooners are going to be the number four in the college football playoff and then they're going to lose to whatever team uh is is the number one from uh i guess not from the acc anymore now that now that uh Debo has kind of been exposed as a big fraud uh it, it's really just the, the sec teams and and ohio state um, that uh, have the chance to be the the number one seed. One one bad season for Dabo, and you're out. Oh, I hate Dabo. He is the worst. I mean, he is so full of crap. Every time I listen to that guy talk, I'm like, he's never gonna get any. Like, uh, he his big thing has been this this nil stuff. I don't know how Clemson is gonna get recruits because all like you you think Nick Saban thinks the nil stuff is bad. He's like, no, we're getting these guys in. We're gonna get you paid. It's gonna be great. And Debo's acting like it's some affront to his like life. I don't know, but it's it's going to be terrible for Clemson recruiting that Debo is so against it. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, it would be stunning if uh, if Georgia and Alabama were not in the final four. It's going to be so interesting, Davis, when Georgia plays Alabama in the SEC championship, and Alabama loses to Georgia, and with two losses, do they put them in into the playoff as the yes. number four? Yes. Wow. You're going to have an undefeated team not in and an Alabama two-loss team in. Oh, my gosh. This year is going to be It's happening. Ultimate. Prepare yourself. It's be ultimate fight coming this year for uh, college football. All right. Coming up next, we are joined by Joe Pizapia of Fantasy Pros and the Fantasy Black Book, a preview of the running backs this weekend for those of you getting ready to play DFS in season-long leagues. And then Alex Anthopoulos, a replay of our interview from yesterday. Stay on the grid. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Joe Pizzapia, Matt Stryker, and myself reunited this Sunday, last Sunday, I was hosting a different show on Sports Grid, but this week the three of us are back early Sunday morning. Looking forward to that. Joe took his little soiree for a couple of days <laughs> off with his kids. He's back with me here on this show today, previewing the weekend. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Pizza 17 purchases Fantasy Black Book and all of his work, of course, over at Fantasy Pros. Joe, it is great to see you once again here on this Friday. I hope you had a nice couple of uh, days off there, maybe a little bit of I a breather, and now the grind begins here for the second. A little refresh. I think none of us are above a little refresh, and I'll tell you this, I'd like to attend more soirees. I feel like that's an under-thrown thing. People talk about, I'm having a soiree. No one really has a soiree anymore. Sure. I want to bring it back. You and me are going to bring that back. I'm confident we could do it. Yeah, I think it's a 40 and up year old word probably there. You caught me in old Well, name. we're 40 and up, so we're yeah, the guys this, to do it. This is true. This is true. Okay, so uh, here we are with week 10 of the NFL. We have several issues to kind of go through here, and I guess we can start with the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, I mean, who would have thought this would be the great Kamara-Derrick Henry matchup? It looks as though at this point that Kamara, at the very least, doubtful, probably unlikely to play by the time we air this on Friday. Um, what, what do you make of the Saints' backfield? I know, you know, Mark Ingram is probably going to be picked up and played by some people. Do you feel safe playing him against Tennessee? I, I mean, Probably the Camara owner has no choice. He just has to do this and, and make no other mistake about it. But, uh, you know, another running back in the top five out for a week, it looks like here. Yeah, it's very frustrating. It's funny because uh, on Wednesday's podcast, we always talk about in the Start Sit show on Fantasy Pros, we talk about the guys inside the top 20 at each position that we're a little concerned with. And mine was Camara. And everyone was kind of saying to me, well, why are you worried about that? And then, wouldn't you know, about 24 hours later, we start to get this news. And I said, they've added Ingram a couple weeks ago. They're working out other running backs. This tells you that there's something going on there and there's more to come. And when you know it, there's more to come. So yeah. it's a little frustrating. And we all know with these running back injuries, I think we've all learned that hard lesson. Whenever they say two weeks, it's four weeks. If they say four weeks, it's six to eight weeks. It, this is a longer time frame. So right now, no, Mark Ingram is not going to replace Alvin Kamara. No one's going to replace Alvin Kamara. But if you look around fantasy leagues everywhere, you're seeing this war of attrition at running back. So if you have a healthy running back who's getting the carries, who has a little bit of touchdown equity, that's what Mark Ingram brings. Yeah, you can start him, especially in desperation. But, but I also want to highlight how good this Tennessee defense has been lately because they have yeah. picked things up significantly. Last year, they had just 19 sacks in the entire season. This year, they have 23. They're getting to the quarterback. They're covering better. Some of those sacks they had on the uh, night game were coverage sacks, but some were not. 
And I think we need to give the Tennessee Titans a ton of credit. So for me, playing a backup quarterback there with Simeon again, without Alvin Kamara, this Saints defense is going in the wrong direction fast. Yeah. Let's stick on the running back topic here, and we'll go to Arizona here for a minute. Uh, George Kurtz earlier this week, he was on the show. I thought he made a pretty good point, and I thought it through and said, you know what? He may be right. I mean, James Conner may be the fantasy football MVP <laughs> in 2021. I mean, as it turns out, based on average draft, I wanted Debo to be that guy. He slowed down a little bit the last couple of weeks. But in terms of ADP and where he's delivered, it's been James Conner. But we also know it is James Conner. And you can't run backwards forever into the end zone. At some point, you have to turn around. <laughs> and he doesn't like doing that. He likes to run with his, with his back to the ball. Um, but uh, Chase Edmonds is another running back that we lost. So, I mean, I saw Eno Benjamin on one run against the 49ers defense. It looked like they were just watching him run into the end zone. Is he like a player to pick up and play in a flex spot? Or do you think just Connor just gets 30% more volume this week? I think Connor's been so good this year because he's been managed properly and because he's been in a timeshare, because we saw when he had the full workload at Pittsburgh, it was not a good combination of things. And as far as, you know, Benjamin, that angry run you're talking about, it was a very good angry run and it was a little eye-opening. Eye-opening enough for me in a 14-team league this year, uh, year that I'm in, I actually picked him in up this week and I think that you can throw him in there as a flex because I do believe, especially if Kyler Murray isn't able to go and it's starting to feel like that could be the case again, that maybe just maybe you're going to see both of those guys get a fair amount of work. It's a shame, too, because Chase Edmonds was looking really good. But if, you know, Benjamin at least touches the football 10 to 12 times, that's good enough in a deep league as a flex play, I think. Uh, but look, James Conner certainly the guy that continues to be the goal line dude. He has been a very good return. I would still put Cordero Patterson over him, considering mm -hmm. Cordero Patterson is actually a top 10 running back and a top 10 wide receiver right now in fantasy. And how often that's can you crazy. say that? Yeah. But you're absolutely right. James Conner was somebody that I think a lot of people were unhappy to draft. And I think a lot of people are happy that he's on their team right now because he's been so steady this year. But part of the reason he's been productive is because he's been managed properly. So I actually want to give Cliff Kingsbury a lot of credit for how Arizona has actually run him this year and kept him in that committee because I think that's why he's been so good. Yeah, a few weeks ago, I was I was thinking that he was like the girly of of last year, but he's actually shown more like he's actually mm -hmm. like moved around a little bit better. And and that probably was a little bit unfair to him. So so the dynamic of, of being able to start two running backs from one team is like virtually impossible. New England, we've sort of seen it maybe as a possibility. We want to make it happen in Green Bay. Kansas City was definitely an option at some point. And I know everybody's, you know, still wants to start maybe Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. But genuinely speaking, is Denver that team? Like, is Denver the mm. team now where each week you can – I mean, you can't sit Melvin Gordon. I know he's on my team. I've been waiting to sit him all year. I can't do it. But but is is Denver that team where you just basically have two starting running backs in fantasy football? They're neither of RB1, but they both feel like RB2s at this point. They do. And if you're desperate right now for running back, I mean, think about it. We're talking about Eno Benjamin. We're talking about Dearness Johnson again. We're talking about yeah. Mark Ingram. Think about what we're talking about. If you have a healthy Mark Ingram and a healthy Javante Williams who are both getting a workload, even if it's a capped workload, a workload nonetheless, then you absolutely have to start both of them. And I think that's where we're at in the season. And I I hope that what we saw last week with Dallas is an indicator of what our, we're looking for in the future here for Javante Williams, because I think he is the explosive guy. He is the guy to get very excited about. If you're in a keeper league or, or a dynasty league and you're out of it, that's the guy I would be acquiring now for 2022, I think. We're just starting to scratch the surface of how good he can be. But yeah, I mean, these are two guys right now. You're just happy to have both of them. You know, Denver loves to run the football. So therefore, I think you want to continue to put both of those guys out there, even if you do own both of them, because at this point, you just want healthy bodies who have a little bit of upside. And both those guys still have that. 
All right, let's close it out with Philadelphia. That That's really the other running back situation. Maybe the most surprising one of the season. I, I suppose Adrian Peterson is probably the, the most surprising starter at this point in the NFL, given that he was on no team three weeks ago. But uh, the, the situation in Philadelphia has, has become very murky to the point where all of a sudden Jordan Howard is now sort of at the top of the depth chart here. It was Boston Scott, who had almost 20 fantasy points a couple of weeks ago. And then lo and behold, even Kenneth Gainwell scored a touchdown. Now, Joe Gainwell is not getting the snaps and the touches. I understand that. Maybe he just has to make the most of those. But of those three running backs, I kind of feel like two this week are going to deliver 10 fantasy points. I just don't know which two. I don't think anyone does. Uh, I think if I had to put money on it, it might be Gainwell and the PPR. And then as strange as it sounds, maybe Jordan Howard because of the experience level. He's looked pretty good. And uh, this is where we're at right now. This is really depressing. It, it feels like 2015. Devonta Freeman is a good play. We're talking about Adrian Peterson, Jordan yeah. Howard, uh, our good friend Joe Dolan I had on our show this week. And he called everybody. It's the throwback field. That's what's going on right now. We're going back in time to all these guys that we thought were left for dead. These are the guys who were on the waiver wire last year that nobody would touch. And now all of a sudden, we're desperate to have as many as we can. But to answer your question, I do think it's Gainwell. I think it's Howard. I have never been a big Boston Scott fan. Uh, but what's making it worse is what happens when Miles Sanders does come back into this right. mix. It's going to be incredibly uh, just overwhelming, very difficult to decide. If you have more than one share of this backfield, I'd be trying my best to unload it right now for anybody that has a clear-cut job. And if you can do that, I think you'll be happy two weeks from now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so, too. I mean, look, the running back situations everywhere are very murky, mm -hmm. but at the very least, if we have some clarity on who is who's healthy for the week, I think that's important. I'm going to be watching New England's situation uh, as the week goes on as well. Uh, all right, Joe, well, I will see you Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern for our fantasy sports today. You, me, and Matt Stryker will do it all again, play some DFS and, of course, some season-long fantasy football. Thanks again for coming on the show, and hope you enjoy the weekend. We'll see you on uh, Sunday. Hopefully we'll have any running back ready on Sunday. Anybody that can play will be played <laughs> by me. I mean, I'm stuck with Boston Scott. I don't think I have much of a choice unless I play Carlos Hyde. Yeah, not not a great fantasy week for me, Joe. You missed my rant on the show being up 20 points last oh. week. All right, we'll let Joe go. I'll be back. Uh, we'll have uh, that Alex Anthopoulos interview for you, president of the Atlanta Braves, World Series champion. That's coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Day here on Sports Grid. Very special guest here joining us as uh, the baseball season, of course, in the rearview mirror, but the winner is off and running here. But before we get to that, we got to go to what has transpired over the last few months. My next guest is the president of baseball operations of the Atlanta Braves, and he's a World Series champion. That must sound good to Alex Anthopoulos, who joins us now here on the show. Alex, congratulations. An amazing job by you and the club taking home the World Series. Uh, I know you're off and running already at, at, uh, at the GM meetings. Has it sunk in yet? Is it still sinking in? Yeah, I guess it still is. Look, it's obviously great. Um, you don't know. I mean, you just want to get to the postseason and see what happens. And Obviously, the coaches, the manager, the players did an unbelievable job and beat incredible clubs, the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Astros. Those guys are well-run and extremely talented. So, obviously, at the GM meetings and really focused on, you know, putting a good roster that we can together for 2022. But still trying to appreciate and, you know, people tell you congratulations and all that. It's nice. And certainly in Atlanta, um, try to enjoy the offseason. I know that this only happens more likely than not once. And I want to try to make sure that I remember it because it, it goes quick, right? And once we get to the new year and spring training, 2021 is over and we'll be focused on 22. So trying to make sure that I uh, really appreciate what the organization was able to achieve. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's it's an amazing story. It, it sort of just goes to show a lot of, a bunch of things I want to get to, but it, it does for me, you know, just playing hard at the end of the season and catching fire and winning. I mean, that's a big part of winning the World Series. But, uh, Alex, it was a season where, you know, back in July, I'll, I'll just simply, and you, you've been asked this a million times, but I'll just never forget uh, seeing Ronald Acuna Jr. in Miami. I'll never forget that moment of him, you know, going up against the wall, uh, you know, getting hurt in that moment, arguably the best player on your club, maybe Freddie Freeman, some people would feel differently. And me thinking to myself, my gosh, like, what are the Braves going to do? Are, are they going to help, you know, add more players? Are they just going to look at this thing and say, oh, you know, it just was not meant to be. Soroka was hurt as well. And then you sort of made the choice at that point to continue to press and to add. And, I, and I'm just wondering what the thought process was with that, because that seems to be the biggest topic with you guys winning the World Series, the additions that you made at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, we obviously, look, you lose Acuna, you can't replace him. He's one of the best players in the game. And he was on his way to a, you know eight-win season. And you know, the next day, we lost Ian Anderson. He came out of his start you know, against the Marlins as well, Sunday before the All-Star break. And um, we're in the middle of the draft and so on. But, look, as great as those guys are, we still had a pretty good roster, still had pretty good players we needed to add, obviously. But we had guys that got off to slow starts, guys like Riley, Swanson, Freeman, that were going to be better by the end of the season than they were at, at the start. We had Darno and Noah. We knew Anderson would get back uh, sometime in August. And if we could just add some players at the deadline or even at the All-Star break, we had a Jock Peterson um, to stay afloat. We thought we had a shot. I mean, we, in light of all the things that had gone wrong and players underperforming and so on, our run differential was still the best in the NL East. And 
we felt that the talent was still there and we had our best baseball was still to come. So by no means did we think, oh, let's add some players and go win a World Series. It was just let's give ourselves a chance to get to the playoffs. We felt like we had a shot. And I think anytime you feel like you have a shot, it's so hard to get in. It's so hard to even have seasons that you're in a position to potentially make it. You need to, to take advantage of that. So um, within reason, obviously, we were going to do whatever we could to make the club better. Jock Peterson adding him at the deadline at uh, the All-Star break was important just to, for the morale and the mentality of the club, just to show them that we weren't going to sell. Because we had a sense that once Acuna went down and Anderson went down, everyone's mindset was going to be who's getting traded. We're probably selling. And we didn't right. want the, the clubhouse to start having that vibe, especially knowing that we had a really tough stretch of games for two weeks after the break. So getting Jock Peterson and the energy that he brings, I was familiar with him from my time working with, with L.A. Uh, was certainly big. And then obviously our guys were able to keep, keep us close. And then we got to the end of July and were able to add um, more players. And then really those last two months, August, September, and obviously into October, the club played really well. So, so, you know, I, I think that the, the lesson that, that I learned from this, and it's, and it's not just with baseball, Alex, this was just in professional sports, is that you never know. Like, like you may have a chance if you do, you know, push the, the foot down on the gas a little bit. And, and to me, that's sort of the lesson that I learned. And I know that, you know, you, you know, certainly, you know, being in the big chair here with the Braves and, and working in different organizations before, Blue Jays as well, I mean, that's the message that I got from from all of this. I don't know if you feel the same way. It's just, you know, another year for you. But I just was so impressed with with the nature of adding to a clubhouse, everyone being excited and and, and saying, hey, let's let's just give it a shot. Yeah, I think that's, you know, as a that's just experience. So as a young GM, I didn't necessarily have the same mentality and just for lack of experience and so on. And, you know, 2014 in Toronto, we were. We had, we had a playoff spot or we were a game up on one of the wildcard spots and we didn't add. And, um, you know, I, I hadn't put money aside in reserve and so on. And I just didn't prepare. I didn't do a good enough job as a GM and I blame myself for it. But I learned from it. You know, I learned from it. And then the following year in 2015, we were in a position to add. We did it. And, you know, I think, you know, it's a long year and a lot of people count on you, players, fans, employees of the organization. So I just think you owe it to them if you have a chance to win to pull the plug and to sell and go through two months, unless it's very obvious and you're 20 games out or 20 games under 500 and you don't think there's any upside. Sure. You have to do the right thing and re retool. You're not going to aggressively um, try to add when it really doesn't make sense to do it. But I think as long as you feel like you have a, a solid to decent chance um, to make the playoffs or even play meaningful games this September, I think you need to, to do what, what you can. And I think that just comes with experience um, and having not done it in the past and being burned and then also realizing and seeing the impact it can have organizationally on the players and so on. And, and again, make no mistake, the players are the ones that did it. They went out and played unbelievably well. Um, and, you know, you don't, you can't win a World Series unless you give yourself a chance to get in the playoffs. So yeah, if there's anything to, to, to take away is, you know, um, if ever you feel you have a chance, don't quit mm. and try. In life, you know, I mean, really, that was my big takeaway. And, you know, covering the Marlins here, uh, you know, and the fan base watching my fan base that I cover in South Florida, seeing you guys do it, it was just like, you know, me wagging my finger. They didn't really like that too much. And you taking Adam Duvall from, from Miami and putting him on a World Series championship roster. Uh, okay, so... 
he was great. Yeah, I mean, and, and I know that uh, now he'll, uh, it looks like he'll stay with you guys. A, a story for another day on Duval. I, I think probably the most, you know, everybody's going to want me to ask you about Freddie Freeman. Naturally, uh, you, know, you know, probably headed to Cooperstown one day. Everyone's going to want him see, you know, seeing the Braves, you know, Cap and Cooper. I mean, he's been phenomenal for you guys. He's been the franchise through the yep. good, through the bad. And, and obviously now, uh, you know, a little bit of a different spot for Freddie, kind of having open waters in front. And, I, and I'm guessing the organization, Alex, wants to bring him back. It's just getting that figured out. Yeah. I mean, look, he's like you said, he's I don't see any scenario. He doesn't get to the Hall of Fame. So he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. He's um, top five, top three brave of all time um right now and obviously he's got a lot of years left to play and we want to keep him our goal is to sign him obviously it's you know that's a great player like that it's not easy to do um but he wants to stay and it's a great starting point so you know how the process works and the timeline and all that it's impossible to say but um we're going to do what we can and uh, hopefully try to bring him back and keep him a brave yeah no i mean i, I think that that braves fans will be happy to hear that for sure um, you know, certainly, you know, you talk about some of the all-time great Braves that you put him in that category, you know, Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Fred McGriff, Andrew Jones, uh, Dale Murphy, you know, some phenomenal players that have come through yeah. the Braves franchise. Yeah. I, I guess, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping in a month from now that, that I, that I get to see you and talk to you about this again, but I suppose th that is a question out there at this point, Alex, and, you know, you being at the general manager meetings, maybe you can speak to it more. I, I don't know that you can, but I mean, we're hoping that there is no shutdown come the end of the month. Um, you know, any, any insight on that at this point or still just sort of to be determined? No, I mean, we're, we're operating like we always would, preparing and going through the off season like we always would. I'm always optimistic. I think you look at, um, you know, historically, you know, Commissioner Man Manfred's had success being able to get deals done. We haven't had uh, work stoppage in a long time. So I'm optimistic and, um, you know, beyond that, obviously, that's a well above me. Um, the PA and the commissioner's office obviously will work uh, hard to hopefully get a deal done. But all we can do on our end is continue to move forward like any other offseason and continue to try to build the best club that we can. And hopefully, like you said, things get, get done. Yeah, well, I, I was really happy, by the way, to hear that you were able at least to do it, you know, by yourself with your family to go to the parade. I mean, that hit me in the heart there where, where you know, I heard that you may not have been able yeah. to experience that. I was happy you got to do that. Yeah, parade was tremendous. I mean, obviously, we didn't get to be in Houston and be on the field and all that. But um, the people that I got to experience both said that the, the, the parade was definitely the highlight. And I think it was just big for me to experience things with my family. Just they've been through a lot. We moved from Toronto to to LA for two years, then LA to Atlanta for the last four. They've they've put a lot um, on the line. They've sacrificed a lot for me in my career, and for us to finally, as a family, be part of a, a team that won the World Series. The fact that they got to experience that parade, we got to experience it together, was great. I mean, it's um, it's probably the greatest experience I'll, I'll ever have in the in the game. So. I'm really glad that we got to do that. Well, uh, congratulations. I know that I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Super proud of what you guys were able to pull off for sure. I know Farhan Zaidi won the Executive of the Year. You had my vote, Alex, for Executive of the Year in 2021 uh, for he, sure. He Thank had you mine. Again. I mean, it's uh, 107 <laughs> wins, the most wins in baseball. So I'm glad we won the World Series. All right. Thanks, Alex, again. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day. and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag so while one person streams a movie from their room another can play video games in the basement while another tiktoks in the kitchen it's the next generation 10g network only from xfinity the future starts now restrictions apply actual speeds vary and not guaranteed pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. we got fantasy or reality coming up. Confidence is key, probably in everything that we do, and certainly not lacking confidence is the quarterback of the New York Jets, Mike White. Uh, White, in a long-ranging interview, by the way, yesterday, about 15 minutes, answered so many different questions about himself, his past, his future, and also was asked if uh, he just in general is a confident quarterback in the NFL. I, I I couldn't tell you. I mean, that's that's definitely the scouting departments and across the league and what their their interpretation of me is. And, and I've told you guys countless times I have 100% confidence in myself. So if you ask me, I, I should have been a, a first overall pick. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's that's four years ago. Try to get my mind off of that and then be in the here and now and and execute what what my job is right now. And I'll look back on that 40 years down the road where I'm talking to my buddies and we're talking about the good old days. Mike. And with that, let's turn it over to Brett Levy because Mike White is our beginning focus on this Friday's fantasy or reality. All right, Craig. Well, we are starting off with Mike White because he is the starting quarterback for the New York Jets as of right now. But we know the Jets picked Zach Wilson, number two overall. So, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. Mike White will be someone's week one NFL QB starter in 2022. Is this a fantasy or reality? You know what? I'm going I'm going reality. Uh, ESPN just had a piece come out today that said that Jets players have been chanting Mike White's name in the locker room when Zach Wilson comes in. They're like they're like taunting Zach Wilson by chanting 
Mike White's name. The the Jets. I mean, look, Zach Wilson by all by all accounts is healthy, is good to go, and the Jets are going with Mike White instead. Does anyone expect Mike White to win these games? You know, they play the Bills this week. Does anyone expect the Jets to, you know, go on a winning streak or anything? I don't I don't really think that anyone has that expectations. Really all people who who care about the Jets and Brett, you know this. They just don't want the Jets to be a laughing stock. They don't want to be losing by 30 every game. They don't want butt fumbles. They don't want, you know, Zach Wilson getting sacked six times in a game, throwing pick sixes. And for whatever reason, you know, I, I don't know what is the the fundamental difference between Zach Wilson and, and Mike White. It seems like Zach Wilson maybe is trying to just do a little bit too much. And Mike White and, and Josh Johnson, when he came in, just are playing inside of the structure of the offense a little bit better. But I, I, I don't know if it's for the Jets or, or, or someone else, but I'm going to say reality. Mike White will be starting for someone week one, 2022. Okay, so for clarity's sake, I'm fair. I watched the entire interview. I'm fairly sure, Davis, that they are chanting Mike White's name when Mike White walks in. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'm okay, fairly okay. sure. Yeah, I don't think they're taunting Zach Wilson. I, it's I funnier so. my way. It's way funnier <laughs> my way. I, I agree, but I watched that interview. He did talk about that as well. By the way, Mike White, as good as an interview as you are going to see from an NFL quarterback, outstanding interview, understands where he's at, where he's been through. Um, you know, I mean, I guess Minshew did great interviews too, but this is like a really genuine guy uh, who wants to succeed. I got to say reality here. I mean, I mean, have we not seen quarterbacking in the NFL the last 10 years and how bad this is? I mean, are, are there 15 good quarterbacks right now in the NFL? Like just based on knowing nothing whatsoever, Davis, Mike White is the starting quarterback of the Washington football team. Knowing nothing else right now, I could tell you that. Like that, like he absolutely could be their starter. Um he could probably be Carolina starter right now too, and be very. The, the, yeah. I, I think this is a rea- this is a reality. They're they're going to be not ten, but five teams in the NFL next season that are probably going to be middling. That are probably going to draft somebody, and the NFL draft is not going to have the pr- the production from these quarterbacks coming up that it did this past year. It's not. It's not going to happen. I mean, Kenny Pickett looked pretty good, but that's not going to happen. And Mike White's going to be the starter. And they're going to draft some quarterback like Kyle Trask in the second or third round. And uh, and I think it happens, Davis. I do. I think it is reality. Washington is one and Carolina is another. And, man, who knows? Denver might be another from there. I probably could keep going with a couple of more, I, I would guess. Uh, Pittsburgh would be a great spot for him, too. So, uh, reality, yes, Mike White starts week one next year. But, Brett, it may not be with your Jets. I'm not sure about that. That's all right, Craig. I'm happy for him, and uh, hopefully he can get us some wins while he's out there for the Jets. But uh, Mike Leach gave us an interesting quote about pineapple pizza, saying it does not belong on pizza. I tend to agree with Mike White, but no one cares about my opinion. So, Craig, we'll start with you. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. Is this a fantasy or reality? Mike Leach, also a really good interview and debatable about coaching, but definitely a really fun interview and always has a lot of interesting things to say. So uh, I grew up, you know, initially from in New York, but, you know, moved to South Florida at a very young age. And everybody has their favorite pizza spots, and, and I did too. And I probably would say that I did not try pineapple on pizza. 
I'm going to guess for the first 20 some odd years of my life, it was always just having cheese or having pepperoni. And then that pretty much was it. Like not, you know, maybe mushrooms. And, and I got to tell you, I, I've had pineapple pizza many times. I think it's good. I, I think that this is a fantasy. I think it's perfectly fine to have pineapple on pizza. If you get that, you get the ham, you get the bacon, you get that, uh, you know, Hawaii, I think they call it Hawaiian pizza, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I think it tastes pretty good. The sweet with the with the salty and, and and no issue for me whatsoever. Is it my favorite thing to get? Like if I order pizza once a week, Davis, do I get pineapple on it? No. But once a month, yeah, I probably do. So I would say fantasy. Mike Leach is off on this one. Yeah, uh, not not the only thing that that Mike Leach is off on. I I used to be a big Mike Leach guy, and the more I've learned about him, and the and the more the the thing that bothers me about Mike Leach his players. Mike Leach's players never have anything nice to say about him after they, uh, they get done playing for him, which always rubs me wrong. But he, I also think he's wrong about this. Pineapple on a pizza, you're right. Uh, am, is it my go-to order? Am I am I getting that? You know, uh, it's, you know, it's a Friday night. It's been a long week. I want to order a pizza. Am I ordering pineapple on my pizza? Probably not. But it is every time I've ever had it, I've been like, yeah, you know, pretty good. Uh, I also, fun fact, learned a trivia about this. It takes a pineapple a year a full year to grow, uh, which feels crazy to me that it's so widely available and it takes so long for these things to, to grow and to be produced, which, I don't know, that just that just seemed wild. But I agree, this is also a fantasy. Pineapple on pizza is fine. <laughs> there you go, bro. All right. All right. Well, I'll, as the New Yorker, I'll say it's not fine. But uh, our last question, Davis, uh, Cyber Monday and Black Friday are both coming up. And uh, we got to ask, Cyber Monday has overtaken Black Friday. Davis, is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, this is, uh, this is a huge reality. I mean, I have never done the, the go to the store, wait in line to try and buy the, the discounted TV. It's just not, uh, I mean, I, I don't like to, it just sounds awful, right? Going and standing in these lines with all these people and, you know, COVID times especially, and you got to social distance, but you're getting jammed up against all these people. I'm also in the middle of the country with a bunch of, you know, rednecks and hillbillies out at these these outlet malls and, and stuff like that. So it just does not sound fun. But I'm always in on Cyber Monday. I mean, I guarantee I will. That that Monday when we all get back uh, from, from Thanksgiving, I guarantee I will be logging in uh, Cyber Monday to try and find something, you know, I think. Again, don't don't love the Amazon stuff. You know, it's it's not great to uh to to give give money to this organization that's eating the world. But you just you can't really help yourself because sometimes the deals really are that good. Yeah, it, it's really it's interesting because this is a reality. But I only think it's a reality over the last few years, like last maybe three yeah. or four yeah. years. I I think Black Friday still is a thing. Now, look, we really didn't have a ton of this last year because of the pandemic, so that definitely is the case. But probably fun fact, which you did not know about me, Davis, is that I have some pretty funny, crazy experiences with Black Friday because uh, it just for, for you know, I, I've, I've hustled before on Black Friday to get things that were sellable in my younger days, uh, which, which were pretty hysterical, funny stories. And then a few years ago, they came out with this, I don't know if you recall, but they came out with the original Nintendo they re-released it as the classic Nintendo, and they were really, really hard to get. 
And uh, I, I told a story on radio, locally and nationally, about it. My experience of going to Walmart at midnight and and trying to buy one of these things, and I actually did accomplish it. I ended up buying the uh, the you know the classic Nintendo, but it was basically the story. Davis revolved around an employee there who, when I walked in at midnight, because that's when it was supposed to be available, told me that there were none available. He told me there were none whatsoever. And, uh, and and then, like, time goes by, and I didn't believe her. And I'm just sitting there waiting because I think that, you know, I don't... And then she leaves and comes back in street clothes about 20 minutes later to buy that. I was It was, like, really an insane... Uh, one of those insane-type South Florida, by the way, stories where anything sort of goes. So... This is definitely a reality. I definitely will be purchasing, but I have had my fair share, Davis, of, of Black Friday. But not about not running in to get the cheap TVs, though. That was not my thing. It was just things that were out like for the first time that I really wanted to have. I definitely have been involved in those before. All right. Well, there we go. I mean, I would, if it would have been a thing, Black Friday last year, honestly, even in the middle of the pandemic, I probably would have masked up and went and waited for a PlayStation 5. Like, I probably would have went and been like, look, they, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be in the middle of it. This would be a really dumb way to contract COVID and get sick, and I would really hate myself afterward. Uh, but I, I think I would have done it. But but I was one of the, the few people. And by the way, I still think PlayStation 5s are hard to get. Like, I was talking yeah. to someone the other day yeah. who still had not been able to get one. I mean, I've had mine for a, almost a, a year now which it feels crazy that I, I was a, I don't know why I was lucky and able to get one, but uh, yeah. So, so I'm with you on like new stuff that I really want, but if I'm just like browsing, like if I'm just thinking like, Oh, you know, I, I'd snatch up a deal here or there and I don't have anything, you know, pressing right now. I'm like, Oh, I, I really need that. Um, I uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would go brave black Friday if there was something I like really wanted. Yeah, I really wanted that Nintendo. It had Tecmo Bowl on there and all of the classic games that I had played. And, and now retro gaming is just so back and so easy to access that it's sort of eliminated. But at the time when this came out, I want to say this is probably four or five years ago. I had it and it was just insane. Uh, my wife thought I was crazy going at midnight to uh, on Thursday night to, to go to Walmart to buy this thing. But uh, Black Friday stories for another day. Uh, we got to wrap things up here on this Friday edition of Fantasy Sports today. And so don't forget, this coming Sunday, I'll be right back here with you, 8 a.m. Eastern, along with Joe Pizapia and Matt Stryker as we cover Fantasy Football's Week 10. So make sure you stay on the grid for that. And then on Monday, Davis and I will be back as we you know close in on the last few weeks of the regular season of fantasy football. I know those of you who are still engaged in this and still playing, we'll have our full recaps coming up on Monday. So stay on the grid. we got the Sports Grid 60 next, and then we'll close things down for this show on Friday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. 
Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Got a big weekend ahead of you. Crazy programming here. College football, pro football, NBA, college basketball. We got it covered for you here on Endgame Live. Make sure you catch us this weekend. Let's end our show and our week today with Davis Maddock and the Sports Grid 60. All right, so uh, I got a, a clear and concise Sports Grid 60 heading in to your weekend. Just just forget week nine. Someone bummed you out last week. Just forget about it, right? Cowboys played terrible. Bills played terrible. Uh, the Chiefs played terrible, right? All, all that stuff. When you're setting your lineups this week, whether it be your seasonal lineups, whether it be your DFS lineups, just honestly don't, don't let uh, the, the one bad week cloud it because I've already gotten you know some start-sit questions on – on Twitter and and stuff like that, and uh, people are all wrong. You know, oh, should I sit Amari Cooper? Uh, should I sit Tyreek Hill? And uh, just guys, just don't do it. Just just forget Week Nine happened. I'll try, but Pat Fryer move keeps reminding me that it did. Davis, sorry. You know, I'm trying to decide how I cover this winter in Major League Baseball. It's very confusing for me because. I, I have sort of taken the more measured approach here over the last couple of weeks since free agency started and to only report facts, but it seems like people still love rumors, even though maybe they're not true. And I was sort of a guy who loved to just throw out crazy rumors and, and start stuff up and stir the pot, but I'm sort of finding that I don't really appreciate that as much. Also to do with the fact that in two weeks from now, we could have a lockout and none of the stuff even matters. So uh, trying to, you know, kind of fight with myself here and decide, do I just simply jump into every rumor that I hear? Because I hear a lot. Or do I just sit back and only, you know, on Twitter report fact? I don't know. Got to make that call here pretty soon. That'll do it for our show. Thanks all week long, of course, to uh, LTM. Great job from them. Thank you, of course, to Danny and Ryan on our graphics. Thank you to Brett Levy. And for my co-host, Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. I hope you have a great weekend. See you Sunday morning. Great, great. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on gaming, odds, and more. The others? Nah. This. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.